Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Elijah Winfrey Show. I'm your host, Elijah Winfrey, joined each week by my fabulous, wonderful, and super talented co-host, Tony Boucher. Tony will not be with us today, folks. Um, she is taking care of a family issue, and uh, we miss her, and uh, she will be back next week. I did text her quite a bit this morning, and uh, things are things are going well. And uh, she's excited to get back here and catch us up on what she's been up to uh, next week. So, so Tony, uh, we're going to dedicate this show to you. And we have a fantastic show lined up for you, folks. I have a great guest today, and uh, I, I met this wonderful uh, individual on on Twitter. And again, folks, social media, uh, it, it I, I seem to always hit a jackpot. And that's not to say that uh, that I'll hit a, a rough patch at, at some point, but uh, thus far it's been nothing but uh, but money. And uh, I, I'm excited to have this guest on, and we have lots to talk about with with this individual. But before we do, let's get you caught up on my past weekend. And I didn't do uh, too much. I did do a lot of coaching. Uh, for those who who keep up with uh, golf and and you know keep up with me on on uh, Instagram and whatnot, you know that I am uh, in the midst of, of coaching some wonderful uh, students, Angelis Hampton uh, and and a young man named Marcelo, and uh, they're doing really well in their respective high schools, and uh, it, it's a treat to get out and kind of give them a little bit of of, of knowledge and, and a few tips. And I try not to, to talk too much with them, you know, because I don't, I don't want to overload them. So I give them bits and pieces, and they seem to take it in and, and soak it up. And and the feedback I get from them is pretty good. So I did that this weekend, and uh, I, I'm continuing to work uh, with my nonprofit as we get closer to uh, the holiday season. And that time of year, we, we kind of uh, we seek out families that uh, maybe don't have the uh, the capability or the finances to have a uh, a wonderful holiday season. So we are currently working on that. I am also currently working on Giving Tuesday. That's going to be here in November. So I am working on a platform to, to get that up and running, so expect a video uh, on that very soon. The family is doing really well. Um, and this week, folks, marks the six-year anniversary that uh, Team Winfrey has been uh, in service in the community, and I want to thank everybody for uh, supporting us. I had a dream a long time ago, folks, that uh, I, I I wanted to give back and impact the community in some way. Now I didn't know exactly how I was going to go about doing that, and I did try a few things that didn't work, but I kept trying, I kept pushing. And uh, this this idea came to mind, and with the help of, of my wife Lisa, and my, my which is she's a director, and my other fabulous director Julie Angsty, we created Team Winfrey. Uh, Vicky Daniels also had a huge part. She was a, a, an original director at the very beginning, and uh, I, I just appreciate the love and support from from those folks, from all of you. Uh, as I say many times. It, it truly takes a village to, to bring things together and to get things done. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful uh, for, for all of you for helping me build what I am currently building. And here's the six more years of success. 
we hope to to get bigger. I get a lot of questions all the time uh, asked, are you going to branch out and do, you know, uh, are you going to move to different states and whatnot? Uh, we hope to do that down the road. Right now, it's pretty comfortable with the three of us. Uh, we tend to get more things done that way as opposed to it being really big right now. But we hope in the future that we do expand to that. And And my goal in all of this is to one day turn it over to my son, or someone on the spectrum to continue its growth, right? Uh, I think it, it's always good to, to pass the baton and let somebody continue to build on, on, on the foundation uh, of, of your success and, and, and make it better, right? So, uh, so this week is, is really special to me and really special to my team. Uh, other than that, folks, a lot of rest, a lot of mental rest. Uh, I'm feeling pretty decent. I'm going to the gym after the show. And uh, um, so I, I hope all of you are doing well. The weather here is not really great today. Uh, uh, the rest of the week is supposed to be really good. So we're, we get through th- today, we're going to be fine. All right, folks, enough rambling from me and, and what I was up to this past week. And let's get into the crux of the show today. And uh, let, let's talk about our guest. And uh, I met him on Twitter and uh, we struck up a, a pretty good uh, friendship, uh, and we hope to continue to build off of that. Uh, he has formed a ministry called Not Forgotten Ministries, and I had the opportunity to visit and attend his service, and I got to tell you, I was blown away. And his service is all about inclusion. You know, sometimes you you tend to go out to events, maybe a, a church uh, or, or a ball game, and maybe you have a child on the spectrum or other special needs, and, you know, you, you want the child to be themselves. And normally when that happens, you get looks from folks, uh, and it, it tends to maybe uh, stray you from coming back and attending something that you really enjoy. Uh, well, my guest has built uh, this this wonderful church, and uh, I, I want to bring him on to talk about it and, and how it got started. So uh, let's welcome Carl Brooks, Jr. to the show. Carl, thank you for taking some time to be on the show today, my man. Man, I, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Anytime, anytime. Now, now let, let's get into the, the, the crux of of, of of what you do and and how how this all started for you. When did you you have this vision for non forgotten ministries? Well, it it happened. It you know, it happened for me about a year and a half ago. But you know, really it it really took a lot of time and development just through my own personal experience with my son. You know, he had heart problems when he was when he was born and. You know, we didn't really know the outcome of his life, you know, as far as uh, his disabilities. You know, we were told he wasn't even going to make it. He had two major heart attacks, and he basically just died twice for like 10 minutes. And um, all this happened, he was only four months old. And they said he wouldn't see, he wouldn't walk, he wouldn't talk. And uh, long story short, you know, he's um, He's doing well now. He's 18 years old, but he's he's had some developmental challenges, some intellectual disabilities, which impacts his behavior. So it just made it hard for us to just go to the store or just do anything. So when it came to church, it was like church is so structured. And, you know, like you were saying, you'll get the looks and, you know, shh, shh, be quiet and stuff like that. And, 
you know, it really made it hard for us to even go to church. And we were at the point where we were just going to stop going. And, um, you know, not to sound weird or anything, but, you know, I had a dream. And I woke up that morning from that dream, and I just kept thinking, not forgotten, you know, not forgotten. And I started thinking about just the whole special needs community. And I said, man, we need a church for them. So that's how it kind of all, you know, sparked for me, just really thinking about, you know, I understand the day-to-day challenges and just going through the routines. And, you know, we just want them to feel that hope and that that joy that everybody else has when they go to church. And whether they're in a wheelchair or they're, you know, they have sensory issues or they rock or nonverbal, you know, whatever the case is, we just want everybody to know that they're not forgotten. I, I love it, man. I, I really do. And, and, and I think it, it is it's so important that uh that that you're 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 doing this because there are a lot of families who who do deal with that, you know, the, the yeah. dirty looks or the, the shushing in, in, in you know, in the facility or at, at any event and it and it it just deters you from going back and, and, and then you yes. you feel some type of way about it. And so yeah. And, and and building and, and starting this church, was there was there any part of the process that was difficult for you in in, in starting this? Yeah, it was, it was pretty difficult because mainly, you know, we try not to focus on you know the negativity, and and it's easy to do that because even when going to church, you're still dealing with people. So you know, sometimes we you know, especially when visitors would come, we always felt the love and support from our leadership team and. But sometimes you get the looks from the visitors and, you know, sometimes it would just kind of be like, well, should I really do this? You know, what are people going to think? You know, just the normal things that you kind of have that self-doubt, you know, like, I don't know if this is really going to work. Is anybody really going to come? Because as soon as you say church, you know, most people kind of cringe anyway, but especially in the special right. needs community, it's like, well, I'm not bringing my, my kid to church. They're going to run. They're going to make noise. And I have to keep reminding them, like, you know, this is this is going to be for you. So it was challenging because of my son's own personal uh, behaviors and, you know, just trying to really work with him. But, you know, it's kind of, uh, we try to have a structure, but it's, it's a freedom just to allow them to be themselves also. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that I recognize right away is the the freedom to be who you are and and what you want to be and, and, and having you, have these kids come up and, and say prayer and, and quote scripture. Yes. I, I thought it, it was it was outstanding. Now, now 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 talk to me a little bit about you know that part of your your vision. Did you did you entail that at, at, you know having them come up and talk? Uh, what was what was that like? What did you what did you foresee when when you when you were creating this? Well, well that part of it was easy for me because you know being a part of you know, our church, uh, St. John Church, Transformational Ministries International, and our, our head pastor is Apostle Madison. And I just want to send up a prayer for him. He's having some health care challenges and um, and his lovely wife, Denise Madison. And um, right now, you know, his son is uh, Pastor Gabriel Madison. He's an assistant pastor and his, and his lovely wife, Portia. Um, really, that leadership team, that's what really helped me have the structure because, you know, the church mission is really centered on going out in the communities, bringing in people into Christian relationship, equipping them with the skills that they need to go back out into the world and bring about a godly transformation. So 
you know, in short, is just pretty much go bring them in, equip them, and send them out. So I really look at it more of a like a training type of like it's it's almost like we're training them. It's um it's a social group. It's kind of you know pretty much a support group, church training, kind of all bottled up in one because you never know what you're going to get from month to month because you know there's such unique people and their behaviors and. You just kind of got to go with the flow, but you want them to feel included, and you'd be surprised. You witnessed it last month. Just even the nonverbal uh, young man came up for prayer, and all he did was make noises. And that just lets you know they have a spirit and a soul that that they have a connection with God as well. Absolutely, it was it was a moving moment for me. I, I got to tell you, just, just watching him, and and you know, as as you said, when he was when he when he was done. Uh, praying and, 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 and quoting scripture, you said, listen, he said something to us, right? He wasn't just up That's here, right. you know, going through the motions. He was communicating. And yes, I thought it was just, it was, it was just riveting for me. Now, now yeah. when you, when you had this vision and this, and this dream, what did you say to your family, your wife? Like, when did you say, Hey, you know what? Something just went off in my head. And I got this idea. When, when did that hit you, and when did you share it with them, and what did they say? What was their response? It, it was really, you know, I sat on it for a long time because, like I said, the type of person I am, you know, I'm naturally like a shy person. So automatically I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm the one to do this. Maybe I should share it with somebody else. They'll take it and run with it. And I just kept getting that nudge, like, no, you have to do this. So I really sat on it for about three or four months before I actually talked with my wife about it. And, of course, she was excited about it, and um, my children as well. And you met my son, Eric, and you see how yes. on fire he is. So you know he, you know he was with it, and I pretty much call him, you know, my one-man church. So he's he's ready to go at all times. So they were excited about it, and um, I had the full support of my family. And when I shared it with my pastor – this is a, a quick funny story. I went in for a meeting and I first shared the idea with my head pastor and his wife, and um, they was like, "Okay, well, that sounds good. Now, who's who's going to help you do it?" And I was like, "Well, it'll just be me and my family." And I gave my idea of the order of service. You know, we'll we'll pray, we'll read, read some scripture, we'll play some music on YouTube or something, and you know, we'll just try to structure it where they can come in and just have a good time. And, so he pulls out his calendar and he goes, okay, well, when you want to do it? I was expecting him to be like, okay, we'll pray about it, wait a couple months. But he's like, <laughs> he gets on the phone and he starts calling people. Okay, well, you can use this facility on this date and that date and when you want to start. So I immediately got afraid. Like, uh, I was kind of hoping he would say we're going to wait, but he pushed me out there and I'm I'm thankful for the, the platform that he's, he's given this community. I love what Special Olympics does, and um, I love what you're doing for the community, and and I see what, um, you know, there's a lot of different programs for special needs uh, families, and I just feel like the church needs to be a part of this as well. We need to um, help with the inclusion that's going on around the world. Absolutely, absolutely, well said. And and I, 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 I want to ask you this, uh, because it is it is very powerful what you're doing. What do the families say to you uh, as as churches over or when when they show up? What what is that energy like? What does it feel like? What does it make you feel like? Oh man, I that's a real good question. Um, 
man, I tell people all the time that the, the feeling I get from it, I really see it as a place of restoration because most of these families, they kind of grew up in church. You know, I talked to most of them. They said, you know, I have a relationship with God. I've been baptized. You know, they might come from different denominations or whatever the case is, but they usually already have a connection. And what happened is, is once they had their child or their loved one that had challenges, it kind of took them away from church. So just hearing that we'll immediately get feedback that same day, we'll get a text message or an email saying, man, that was, I can't remember the last time I went to church with my whole family. And that just, that brings tears to my eyes because I still, you know, for a long time didn't get to go to church with my whole family. So what this created is we can all be together. My son doesn't have to be in a separate room and my wife over here, I'm over there. We all get to come together. So for me, that that does it the most. Or when they hear their loved one pray, and I had um, one caretaker. We get caretakers that come. They brought an older lady in her 60s, and they said that was the first time I ever heard her pray. So they didn't even know wow. she had that in her. So for stuff like that, I said, okay, if nothing else ever happens, this was enough for me. Like, I'm really doing my purpose. Like, I really felt like I found my purpose. And I just feel like your purpose is just within you. I always had a heart for people that got overlooked. I remember just being a kid in high school, and I'll be hanging with my friends. But if I saw somebody sitting with themselves, I would just pick my lunch up and go sit with them. And then everybody would right. be like, hey, what are you doing over there? Like, that's not the cool table, but I just never liked seeing people get overlooked. So that kind of right. – I pretty much just found it from within me. So those are pretty much the stories that I get. And it, it just, it moves me that people say, wow, I get to come to church with my family. I mean, that's, that does it for me. It's, it's, it's everything. It really is. Now it is. you, your, your services. So is it the every third uh, uh, week? Yes, yeah, every, every third month? Sunday. Yes, yeah, every third Sunday, every month. And, um, you know, that's pretty much how we're starting right now. And it's been going good. I've been getting feedback from some of the other um, families. And because, like I said, it's just so stressful day to day, it's not real overwhelming. And we usually only go about an hour. So we start at 1 o'clock and we'll go till 2. And, you know, I just want the families to feel like they don't have to feel that pressure of, oh, is it almost over yet? And most of the time it's really like, oh, that's it. It's done. And, they can't wait to come back next time. So we don't want to overwhelm the families. Sometimes we'll have a fellowship. Afterwards, we'll go downstairs, have some snacks, and, you know, get to know each other a little bit. But for the most part, we just try to get them in and really have an hour of power and really have a good time and then, you know, let them go home and not feel that stress and that anxiety that I know it comes with um, taking care of these special loved ones. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you do you hope to – do you hope to expand, you know, uh, is, 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 you know, I know you do every third week of, of, of every month. Do you hope to build on that and, and maybe have it, you know, maybe twice a month going forward? Is that something you envision or are you, are you pretty comfortable with it being the way it is based on your schedule? Well, well I mean, the, the goal is to always grow. So we definitely want to see growth and um, really want to see other churches get involved and maybe start making an impact in their community because I know it's hard for families just to, you know, maybe even travel a mile, let alone, you know, travel from Seattle to Tacoma. You know, even if they can just once a month, it's 
I, I just know the strain. So if other churches can get involved, I really want to see other churches start this up and um, really start pushing it. We definitely want to grow it at St. John. Uh, we do have a joint vision to uh, really build a facility, you know, really cater to that community to where, you know, we have what we call the star center and boys and girls clubs and different things like that. I think we need that for the church as well, uh, a therapy center or just a place that they can come and something that we can have in the church community. Cause the church has always been the backbone of the community. And I think uh, at some point it's, it, it gets lost along the way, especially in this community, you know, and, and not to get preachy, but even Jesus Christ himself, when he came, this was, if you really go back and read the gospels, this was the community that he came to. It was the blind. Right. It was the lame. It was the halted. It was um, what they called the deaf and the dumb. You know, we don't like to use those words now, but, you know, those that can't talk, nonverbal, deaf people, blind people, people that couldn't walk. So it really struck me real hard when I said, okay, this is the community that Jesus was after. So it just made sense for me. Like, we have to include them as well and not overlook them. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well stated, man. And 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 again, I in attending, you know, I I I sat there, and you know, just listened to. And here's here's what I really loved about it. Uh, it, it was it the the energy in in the room uh, was was powerful, and the willingness of of the kids to to raise their hands, yes. to get up, to want to come and pray, yes. and 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 the exactly. scripture. That was yeah. amazing to me. And again, it's all about inclusion. And I think sometimes, exactly. you know, in, in in this world, we we tend to we 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 talk a lot, right? We there are a lot of talkers. Yes. There, I feel yeah. like sometimes there are very little doers. And you're exactly. definitely a a doer. And and uh, I I just I commend your 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 dream, your vision. And and it's going to continue to grow and and get bigger and get better. Listen, I hope to be a regular a person there just because of of the impact that it it had on me. Uh, and, and I, I know it. folks listening to the show today uh, are going to reach out, uh, send me emails, and 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 hopefully we'll see some some more folks attend. Because I think Carl, uh, a lot of a lot of times, a lot of families. They 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 feel a sense of embarrassment, so they don't go back. Yes. Even when they feel like it's it's new yeah. and they are included, the damage has yeah. been so great upon them that exactly. they say now, no, I'll just I'll just sit back and watch on TV and 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 be okay. Yeah. But I don't want to be looked at like a pariah or whatever when I'm trying my best to raise my kids and I want my kids to to be who they are, not who you want them to be. You know what I mean? That's good. That was that's well said. For sure, and that's that's exactly how we feel most of the time. Even when we do get included, or people say it's okay, you can come, and it's like we still feel that shame and that fear and that anxiety and that embarrassment, you know, because you have been scarred, you know, and it and it is so hard to just just live day to day. I mean, a lot of families are missing work, you know, in, in order to take care of their children, and if they try to right. work, they try to find try to find a caretaker that doesn't work out, and you know, we just wanted to try to eliminate that anxiety when we say, do you want to come to church? And, you know, immediately that anxiety kicks in. Well, oh, my kid's too loud. I said, well, you got to come meet my son, Eric, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, you, and, and you'll know it'll be okay because he's the loudest one. And 
it'll be all right. So we're really trying to eliminate that anxiety. And I hope people, you know, just will come out. And um, even if they can't stay the whole time, we've had people come with it's too much for their child, you know, and they have to leave. We understand that too. You know, just um, come when you can. And um, we really want to try to make it more available. You know, right now it's just once a month. And, um, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can and really keep the integrity of the church as a whole, you know, not where it's not just a separate thing where, Oh, it's just the special people in the back corner, but really it's a joint effort, and uh, the support of the church has definitely been awesome. Um, we used to do songs on YouTube, and we still do some songs on YouTube, but you saw as well, we have a praise and worship team that's actually from our church choir. They come in, and they sing songs for us, so it's just a good feeling when, even when people that don't have special needs children, when they come join in with us, it even makes it that love even more, you know, welcoming. So it's, it's definitely been Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And and again, it's Not Forgotten Ministries, and every yeah. third Sunday at 1 p.m., 2001 South J Street, Tacoma, Washington, 98405. Uh, it's it's yeah. a great place, folks. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's doing great things, and, and, and his family's doing great things, and it's all about inclusion. It's all about inclusion. Yeah. So I, I would encourage everybody to get out and, 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 and join the service. It is very moving. Now, you know, my yeah. friend, I, I'm going to transition a bit here as we, as we wind down okay. here uh, okay. to, 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 to some boxing. And, and uh, okay. you and I went, went round and round um, no, after the service <laughs> about, uh, about Roy Jones Jr. And, and, and Mike Tyson. So I, I, I just want to yeah. put it out here for, for the for the for the listeners to hear so so there's okay. no backtracking, you know. And uh <laughs> I, I, I I stated that Roy Jones Jr. would beat Mike Tyson in a boxing match. Uh oh, and okay. I feel pretty confident he would do it in his prime. You feel otherwise, correct? <laughs> you know what? I yeah, I, I like Roy Jones Junior and you said in his prime. You said Roy Jones in his prime and Mike Tyson in his prime. That Roy Jones right. would still beat him. Yeah, that's what you said. And you said easy said. too. You said easy. Well, yeah. I, so I, anybody, I, I, I mean, anybody, I, I mean, come on now. Easy? Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm taking, I, I, I'm taking Mike, I'm taking Mike Tyson at 21 years old. Roy Jones gonna last 50 seconds. Come on, I'm, I'm talking about. Come on now, Roy would outpoint him. He, he, he'd be too fast. He'd be too fast. All right, well, we, you just got to go back and look at video of Mike Tyson and then come back and talk about fast. Mike Tyson was fast, listen, too. He was. He was real. He was fast. Yeah. But, but listen, <laughs> listen, Roy Jones could move. like, And, and listen, no disrespect to Mike because he was knocking out folks, okay. and he was pretty quick. Uh-oh. But there is a oh, fight. Yeah. With Mike, if you go back and look, and James Bone no. Crusher Smith, you watch no, that fight. No. He couldn't knock Bone Crusher out. Bone Crusher took his best. Now, a prime no. Roy Jones, I don't think he would get hit as much as you think he would by Mike. Mike came no. in, he led a lot with his head. He had his he had his hands yeah, up, but he had a lot. He, he had good movement, but I just think Roy would be too fast, and Roy wouldn't be stationary. That's true. That's true. No, you make you make some valid points. You make some valid points, but I just think twenty one year old Mike Tyson was a dog, man. I just think, you know, he definitely didn't have no glass jaw. 
And Roy, just, right. you know, we're talking about different. We're talking about different weight classes too. So you know, to be fair, That's we're true. talking about different weight classes. But I just think too much power, Mike Tyson. You know, maybe in the later rounds, if Roy get him to go eight, nine rounds, then I give Roy a chance. But I just don't think it would make it. I don't think it's going no more than two rounds at the most. Wow. You said two rounds. Man, Mike, wow. 21-year-old Mike wasn't going no more than two rounds. <laughs> he was, he was just knocking everybody out. Come on, That's man. True. Okay, That's I'll give Roy – I'll give Roy – 21-year-old Roy Jones would be 38-year-old Mike Tyson. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> that That is for sure. I, I would agree with you on that. They, they almost they, – they, they um, and they were both past their prime at that point. I think Roy had just won yeah. the heavyweight title, and Mike was definitely on the downside. I think after that loss to yeah. Buster Douglas, to me, he was never the same fighter after that loss. I thought, it, you know, when, when, when Custom Auto died, I think you That's know, true. the the prime true. Mike was, was gone. It, it was more about he was being used now to make a buck, and I think he realized That's that in the true. back end of his career. So that's true. Uh, we make good yeah. points, man. We we do. We we it's it's good banter to go back and forth. It, it really is. And, and, and I, I just and I know you met Roy. Him. I know you met Roy personally, so I I understand you're a little biased. You know, I understand that. <laughs> I'm very I, listen. I, listen, I'm very biased. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm very biased. <laughs> yeah, I, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I feel you. Yeah, absolutely. Listen. It's been so great having you on the show today, man, and um, to, to share your message and, and to share your dream and your vision. And listen, uh, you're, you're always welcome back, whether that be to, to continue to talk about the growth, you have something coming up that you want to share with the listeners. Please don't hesitate to to reach out to me, man, and, and, and I'm going to try to be down there again uh, this month. Uh, I, I'm going to try to bring the family with me. Because I, you know, I think it's important that they witness what I witness and feel what I felt. So uh, I continue the great work that you do, man. I, I wish you nothing but success. You are continuing to make someone or something better, and that's what it's all about in this world. So I, I really commend you, and I really thank you for taking time to be on the show today. I appreciate you, man, and I just want to give a special shout out to all the uh, Down syndrome community. October is uh, Down syndrome awareness month, you know, along with uh, cancer awareness, of course, but, um, and, you know, for the case of the special needs community, it is Down syndrome awareness month, and we're hoping to get the families with uh, Down syndrome loved ones to come out, and we just want to honor them and show them some love. And um, you can get more of the information on upcoming events at uh, www tmitacoma.org, and you can find out everything about the church as a whole. So I, I really appreciate this, man. I, I thank you a lot. Anytime. You got it. You got it. You take care. You have a great week, and we'll be in touch for sure. Okay. Okay. Bless you, man. Likewise. Bye-bye. The great Carl Brooks, Jr., um, just an outstanding guy. And, again, folks, this is what it's all about. Uh, to me, and uh, you, you make these connections and you start building, uh, and you you want them to last a lifetime, and I feel like this one is, and uh, he's doing tremendous work, and it takes a lot of courage to do what he's doing, as he said. He's shy, so he didn't think he was going to be the deliverer of the message, but it so happens that he was. He was chosen, and uh, I, I just, I, I love everything 
that he's about. His family is is outstanding. I had a chance to talk to him after the service, and I encourage you all to to go down and and, and take a look, be a part of his service. It, it's truly moving. It really is. Uh, we've come to the end of the show, folks, and uh, I I want to thank you all for the continued support and love that you you show us each and every week. As I said before, Tony will be back next week. She couldn't make it this week, but she will be back. She's excited to be coming back. Uh, we want to thank Carl Brooks Jr. for being on the show, taking time out of his busy day to, to, to share his message and to talk about his church, Not Forgotten Ministries. Get out in your communities, folks, and make someone or something better. Put a smile on somebody's face. It's pretty easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of energy at all. You can do it. I believe in you. Until next week, take care. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Elijah Winfrey Show on blogtalkradio.com. Bye-bye.